So let's talk about Utopia season one, a I think brand new series on Amazon Prime. And it is, I believe, produced executive producer, whatever, 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 by Jillian Flynn. So the first thing I'll say is that I was interested in this from the jump, not necessarily on the trailer, but on Jillian Flynn's involvement, because I I wouldn't say I just trust her as a writer, but I think she always does really interesting things, and she has a way of surprising me and keeping things so stark and uh, tense. She's really good at writing a, a certain way of a certain element of intensity that really pulls me through the work that I've seen of hers, both in television and in books. So I just I have a level of trust for her that kind of drew me to the series more so than even the trailer. The trailer was all right. It kind of marketed the show. It felt like as a sort of. How would I say it more comedic? more offbeat uh, TV show. That being said, it is sort of offbeat, and I guess there are comedic bits, but it really doesn't feel quite as much like that. So I'm going to jump right into it, and just a heads up, we're going to get into some pretty darn heavy spoilers. We're going to talk about everything that happens. I'm going to try and condense this down to like 10 to 15 minutes. There's no promises, though. Um, I have a lot to say about this show. I have a lot of thoughts because it impressed me immensely going in and then it really started to fall off. So let's get into why opening the show with characters and events that are not necessarily endemic to the series was an interesting choice. Now, I guess it sort of acts like a prologue, having these random people sort of find this comic in some someone's old dad, grandpa's abandoned house that they just inherited or whatever. That being said, it was kind of kind of jarring because you saw that those characters, I believe, in the trailer and the fact that those characters are not really relative to the story at all after like the first like 30 minutes of the first episode. I just think that was a bit odd, um, especially because um, that leads into my first main problem with with the series is that the establishment of character and the development of character is incredibly weak on this show. Um Within the first episode, we're introduced to most of our main cast. However, they are so forgettable. Um, most of the actors come across as novices, and the characters are just really forgettable. There's nothing really particularly likable or striking about them. And um, yeah, I was upon being introduced to the characters, I was like, I don't know what I'm getting into watching this show. However, Despite the lack of interesting character, the first episode is explosive. Um, it obviously within the first episode, there's a bunch of assassinations that go on. You find out that other people, everyone wants to know about this comic, Utopia, the sequel to Dystopia that predicts the future of these uh, biological attacks uh, via viruses and the like, and they think that there may be another pandemic coming. Now, obviously, this show is strikingly similar in, uh, I guess, circumstance in some ways uh, to the situation we have going on with COVID-19. So it was really weird for this to be released, but I believe it was obviously written and uh, shot way before COVID-19. So I don't know, unless Jelly and Flynn and those writers knew something we didn't. Hmm. 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 But um, 
but yeah, uh, very odd circumstance. But that aside, um, our premise is cool. We've got this comic book that predict kind of predicts the future and it's a really cool comic book. Uh, it, it, honestly, like I want to read the comic. I want to read the actual comic. I love the art of the comic. Um, the first episode is explosive. There are people out looking for this comic that want to decipher what's in it. Super fans that just want to know about it. And there are also people that are willing to kill for it. Um, obviously, if you've seen the show, you're well aware of what I'm talking about. So the first episode doesn't do anything for me on the character front. In fact, it doesn't really do a lot on the plot front. What the char- what the first episode thrives in is it's ability to drop your jaw i think that's the best way to say it it's it's jaw dropping because you're just like whoa you get thrown into this world that's incredibly violent and dark right off the bat and that does a lot for you. it makes you want to watch more so um a plus on that however within the first couple episodes i'm going to jump forward a little bit the first mistake they make is when um jessica hyde is introduced and I feel like they weren't really sure where they were going with her character or didn't realize how it didn't work early on. Because one of the first things that she does is she kills one of our Mary band. She kills, I forget the girl's name, but it was one of the girls that was seeming like she was going to be an important character. And she just kills her because she's trying to help them survive our main cast. She's trying to help them survive. But really, she's just using them to try and get to Utopia, the comic that they don't know where it is, but they know someone who does. She's just using them at that point, and she's Jessica Hyde has grown up her whole life running, fighting, and she trusts no one, and she cares for no one, and she's not particularly accustomed to, you know, the way of etiquette and culture. You know, she's she's just kind of raw, rigid, and um, rough around the edges, you know, really rough around the edges, um, doesn't trust anyone, and will kill anyone. But the first thing she does is she kills this blonde girl whose name escapes me. Um, She wasn't that important. But it was a really odd character moment because what they try and do with Jessica Hyde's character, and this is going to branch into the whole rest of the season, is they try and humanize her and bring her around to uh, becoming kind of one of the team. And they do a pretty good job of that. And they make her character more likable and interesting as the series progresses. But the choice to have her just randomly kill one of their friends right off the bat when they had done absolutely nothing wrong just because she thought there couldn't be multiple leaders of the team and she thought the girl that she killed was like one of the leaders or the person who was going to want to be in charge and she couldn't have that because she needed to be in charge that set the character off in such a weird way for me that it was incredibly hard to empathize with the character or even get into the idea that she's one of the team now because how can you ever forgive that like as one of the team one of our core cast of characters how can you forget that that it really really bothered me um but so moving on after the band gets together the show gets a lot of steam the characters are still weak but there's so much suspense and there's so much that's unpredictable about it and the violent nature of the show, it really keeps your eyes glued. Within a few episodes, someone, one of our main cast gets his eye gouged out. Um, there's this character, RB, who works for the bad guys, who is going around and killing people left and right. And the show is really thriving on shock factor. It's just the unpredictable nature of it. And it does it really well. It, it really does. Like, I have to applaud it. Um, if you're okay with that kind of thing, if the violence isn't too much for you, I think that it does a really great job of kind of just shocking you into not being able to get up 
that's that's really what it was. I, I couldn't get up. So the majority of the series really thrives on this unpredictable nature. It drags you along at a really fast pace. There's you're still not really invested in the characters. They're not interesting. They're not killing it as actors. Um, you you really I don't I didn't care about any of them. If any of them died, I would not have cared. What I did want to know was what happened next. I wanted to know what was in this comic book that we were hunting down, what it said, what was the new virus, what was the world ending plot that we were moving towards. What is Jessica Hyde's backstory? I want to learn more about it. And we learn little by little more and more about it. This comic book utopia, as we get it, is uh it, it's a mirror to Jessica's life. And it tells what's gonna happen and where this where this whole thing is going. There are a lot of, like everything in the comic, there's a real world analog for. And that's a really cool idea. Um, but it's in the last few episodes that the show kind of starts to fall apart. I was so into it early on. But it starts to fall apart because the reveals that come later on in the show cannot live up to the mystery that was set up earlier on. Because as we go earlier on, it was really me wanting to know what happened next, where we were going that spurred me onward. And as we figured out where we were going and what was going to happen next, it wasn't really living up to the hype, basically. Um, the very nature of the Utopia comic is very dark and ominous. But the way that the show brings the comic elements to life in the real world is really underwhelming. Um like when you find out that there's this girl, this woman named Artemis that has, has brought Jessica Hyde up and trained her. She's not like cool. She's not cool or interesting. And she plays such a small, small role in the actual show. She dies incredibly quickly. You don't really get much from it. Yet it was this thing that was built up a really cool idea in the comic. But in the show, it wasn't so much. Same thing goes for Mr. Rabbit and everything involved with the villain and Jessica's father. A lot of the show is like early on about Jessica wanting to find her father and this giant role he plays. But then they almost seem to forget about that midway through. And we don't really talk about him anymore or find out anything more about him. Um, and he doesn't really play a role in the finale in any way, which is kind of not rewarding at all. But um, we'll, I'll get into that as we talk about the later episodes. Uh, John Cusack does a great job. Uh, he plays a sort of villain character and he does a really great job with it. But that's only if his character is not the the main villain. I'm sorry. That's that's my take on it. There's this character that they've they've set up as Mr. Rabbit being from the t comics, being this big bad who's dark and ominous and no one knows anything about. And he's like killed everyone who knows his true identity. So he's like this faceless figure that. It's really cool in the comics. It literally has like a rabbit mask, uh, whatever. It's it's scary. It's cool. Um, and the implication here, it, this could change, and I hope it does. But right now, they're pretty much trying to say that uh, John, at least make us think that the John Cusack's character is Mr. Rabbit. And if he is Mr. Rabbit, then he did not do a great job. But if he's just playing the character that he is, then he did a great job. Um, but he doesn't really live up as a main villain. He's okay as a first villain, but if this is the Mr. Rabbit we're supposed to fear, I'm not, I'm not that into it. So I'm hoping that there's a reveal coming and that they're just leading us down a rabbit hole. Uh, but yeah, moving into the last few episodes, 
this is where I really started to have problems with the show because I up until then I really had no criticism. I was like this. I mean, the characters stink, but I'm I'm so on board for this. This is this is good stuff. Um, but it's in the last two episodes that things fall apart because they are honestly just jam packed with what felt like silliness. It felt like things got rushed. It felt like things like they just really didn't think things through. And maybe that's just me. But the show loses a bit of its charm as well in those last episodes. The Joes, the jokes start to the Joes. The jokes start to fall flat as the narrative starts to collapse under the weight of expectations. For example, uh, in the end, they're at this facility in the final episode. They're at this vaccine facility and they're trying to destroy, destroy the vaccines. And there's this random kissing bit where Becky and Ian uh, like kind of confess their love to each other while uh, the bad guys are trying to break in and stop them and everyone else in the team is breaking these vaccines. They're just stopping to chat and he gives her a ring, but it's not a ring. It's not he's not proposing to her. It's a it's a weird thing. It's like there's trying to be cute and endearing, but it's really not. It just comes off kind of odd. There are random comedy bits that kind of remind me of trying to do something like maybe a Stranger Things finale where they interweave uh, really cute comedy with the dire situations of the finale and it doesn't really come off. It doesn't come off like stranger things does. Uh, there's a bit when they're trying to destroy these vaccines where Ian just randomly, everyone's like, there's, there's lots of tightness to the scene. There's a lot of intensity to what's happening. Like they've just broken into this facility and people are after them and they just don't seem to be that worried about time. They're just kind of going through it. Ian starts crushing these vaccines, pulling them off the shelves, stomping on them angrily and it's supposed to be this comedic bit where everyone's like there's thousands of vaccines and he's just stomping on them with his feet like how are we ever going to get this done but it's like it just kind of falls flat it's not very funny um these kids the 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 two really young kids that they've brought to this vaccine facility where we've been told by john cusack's character that they were all gonna die there his guards at this facility are gonna kill them and they bring these two young kids in incredibly irresponsibly and then these kids like know how to drive forklifts and go find these forklifts and come back and they're like yeah we're gonna drive forklifts into all these vaccines and it's like things just get absurd even the way that they structure this uh climax of the group going to this facility to destroy these vaccines is odd like they just barge in they just drive a car in really fast and they throw a little molotov cocktail at the gate guards who are just these fat guys who it's like weird we're supposed to think that this is like a top secret facility type of thing where like they're manufacturing vaccines and all this stuff but the guards are bozos and they just kind of drive their car through jump out of the car blow up the car and run away and get inside using john cusack's severed thumb on the thumbprint scanner and like elements of it are okay but it just seemed a little absurd and not very well thought out which the group is not that bright so maybe it isn't that well thought out but the fact that it worked just felt like it didn't feel good. That's all I can say. It didn't feel great. Um, it's really, it really makes it so that it's hard to take anything that they're doing seriously. They, you know, they've got two children on board and they've got no weapons in the first place and they're just running into the facility. Um, it just doesn't feel like they stick the landing. Um, it's also in the last episode that a lot of the nods that were going on earlier and the series started to feel kind of botched. Uh, for example, Grant. Uh, Grant, our character, who is introduced as just a member of the team who hasn't shown up yet in episodes one and two. 
um, turns out to be a child. He's like very strict and he only communicates with like a pager or something. He's very mysterious. And then it's revealed that he's just this kid, but they kind of built him up to be really strong, to know what to do, to understand utopia better than anyone else, or at least something along those lines. But the problem is once Grant comes into the picture, he's actually one of the best characters. He's, he's one of the best actors, one of the most at least endearing actors to watch perform on screen. And they don't really give him anything. They don't give him anything for the whole season. And I think that was really strange. Like they sideline him and I get that they might want to treat him like kid, a kid because he is a kid. The The characters might not take him as seriously, but it's like they, they just kind of do away with that idea early on. And it's like, it's just kind of odd that we've got this kid. Now he's just along for the ride, but he doesn't really have much to contribute to the group. And I feel like the whole basis of him being this really smart kid that understands and knows about Utopia. And he was the one that got Utopia. He was able to steal it early on from the bad guys. And now that he's done that, he does, he has nothing else to do for the rest of the series. He just kind of sits on the sidelines. And I feel like that's a really wasted opportunity. And they were setting him up to be something that he did not end up being. So I felt betrayed as a viewer. Um, and a highlight of the show in characters is... Uh, RB. Uh, he's one of the, I guess, villains henchmen. He's the one that's assassinating a lot of people, killing everyone who's seen Utopia, looking for Jessica Hyde and this group. But he has sort of a redemption arc going on. We don't really know where it's going, but uh, what I can say is that he his performance, the actor's performance is superb. He does a great job. He carries the character and he makes the character terrifying. He makes him terrifying, yet just human enough and unsettling and does a really great job with it yet um one of the questions that i have is that it seems like he's going for a redemption arc like in the next season we might get a redemption arc from him but how can we go there when we've seen the things that he's done it makes me really question where they're trying to take the character and whether or not they overstepped with him a little bit early on because how can you redeem a character that's done all the bad things he has he's assassinated like 50 people that we've watched on screen. He's gouged someone's eye out. Um, he's killed children. He's literally massacred children and framed another child, Grant, for it. So where exactly are we going with this redemption type of arc? I really don't know. Um, there are a few ways that they can do it, and I'll see if they go with it. But Arby is definitely a highlight of the series. And... I'm interested to see what happens, uh, but I don't think they can redeem him. They're going to have to do something in which he has to kind of pay for the things he's done and maybe redeem himself in the sacrifice of his life. But otherwise, I feel like anything else would really fall short unless he just turns bad again. And I don't I don't know. I don't really see I, I'm, I struggle to see a way forward for him. I feel like there are one or two options. But past that, I'm not really sure where it's going, but I feel like they could do a lot with the character. And I wish that they had been a little tighter with how they brought him about and all the characters that being said the final few minutes of the finale are the strongest but they do feel like a bit of a cheat because we get a big cliffhanger um i haven't looked into a lot of ending explained videos or theories about what's going on in this series or what's coming next um so i can't really speak to those but it's really a, it's it's kind of a cheap cliffhanger but it did get me because i do want to know what happens um jessica hyde ends up living she opens her eyes if you've seen the show and her dad is revealed to be in the house below her old house he's like in the little basement 
and he's working on these comics. And it's revealed that the Blue Fairy, who's supposedly kind of like a guardian angel type of character, was actually just the woman who kind of raised her at this home place. And it's a cool reveal. It's interesting. It's kind of confusing, but it's a really cool reveal. And it kind of saves last episode because the last episode was kind of falling apart. I don't need to explain everything happening in the last two episodes, but basically as the reveals came and the real world uh, elements that were from the comics were underwhelming, it started to lose steam and it felt like they didn't really know where to go or like they were really rushing towards something. And even the writers didn't know what they were rushing towards. Um, I genuinely have no idea where this series is going after season one. And there's a big cliffhanger. But I think the cliffhanger hurts it overall in a way because it doesn't. It does. I don't know what I'm looking forward to in season two. I know that I'm looking forward to something like something's going to happen. They're going to explain things. But the problem is they didn't really set up specific questions. They just said, what's going to happen next? You don't know. Watch next season to find out. There isn't really like, you're not just like, oh, well, what did this mean? What did that mean? Who is that? And who is that? What's going on? What is our goal? Like, I don't really know what our goal is now. They've been trying to stop this virus from spreading or this vaccine from getting out that Mr. Rabbit or John Cusack's character is, you know, trying to curb the population by making them sterile, um, not allowing people to have babies anymore for a while for a few generations like I don't know it seemed like really half-baked this reveal in the end that John Cusack is like this character who's trying to stop people from having babies so he doesn't have to kill them but he's like this kind of awful guy but they try and humanize him and then in the last episode or two we get a bunch of like diatribe monologues that sound like they're written by a 14 year old atheist that's like there's too many people on earth and the problem is we wouldn't have any problems if we just didn't have so many people and like I think they're trying to make us as viewers find it more relatable. Like, I think they're trying to make us be like, hmm, he does have a point. He's a bad guy, but he's got a point. They're trying to do that thing with villains where they kind of humanize them or let you see the logic that they're coming from, but it seems really immature. And the problem of this character as a villain is a pretty big one. Um, we don't have the problem early on in the episodes because he's doing a good job of being this villain. We almost don't know if he's a villain or if he's just like an entrepreneur out for some money. What's his real plot this whole time? But once it's revealed that he actually has an overarching villain plot, things get a little sketchy because he has this overarching villain plot, but the problem is they never actually give him a motivation for it. Not that I could find. They never actually give him a personal reason to be motivated to go to all these great lengths to enact his plot, which makes him kind of fall for fall short as a character we never we never really get to know like why he would ever be motivated to do these things because it's actually like there are plenty of people that could realize that we have too many people on the planet but like someone that would have the motivation someone with a lot of money and a business and a family have the motivation to kill that many people and risk so much to have this big plot that took so much work and years of planning, I feel like we need a motivation for that. We need a motivation from John Cusack's character. Uh, and I don't feel like we ever got it. I don't feel like we ever really knew. And maybe there's something to be revealed in the next season, but I feel like they needed to give it to us in this season because it makes his character fall flat. Anyway, I think the question of not knowing where the next season is going to go 
does hurt the series as a whole because it's we don't have questions. We just have one question. What did any of that mean? Where is this going? And now we just wait for another season. Um, it doesn't make me excited for another season. It makes me I will check it out because I do want to know. I do think that the series is solid. I enjoyed it overall, but it doesn't exactly make me excited. Um, but I did enjoy it through the all the way to the end, despite it having incredibly weak characters. However, as we can see, as the plot unfolds and the world becomes more realized, we are going to need better characters because as things went off the rail, as the mysteries were revealed, the answers to the mysteries were revealed, things went off the rails. It, it, it didn't it didn't hold up as much because it tried to start relying on characters that were not great characters to begin with in the last few episodes. So they're going to have to up the ante. And they're going to have to have a plot that really works for the next season in order for me to really get on board. Um, most of the first season, the plot was so intriguing and full of mystery that I never stopped to think about the other elements. It's only after those mysteries fell flat that I started thinking back to characters and, and, and plot points and subplots that didn't didn't really hit right. So if they had really stuck the landing with these mystery reveals, I don't think I would have nearly as many complaints. But the fact that they didn't stick the landing really brings it down. And the characters are just lame. So they really got to work on that. But in the end, it started to feel silly, silly and it wasn't worth the buildup. But I still think it was a really enjoyable show. So I'll leave it at that. It's it's an enjoyable show. Um, I'd give it like a six, seven out of ten, maybe. I don't know. I don't know if I give it that high, but I, I think it's worth watching, especially if you're into the tone. And I, the thing is, I really trust Jillian Flynn, which I don't know if she's writing the series. I know she's just a producer on it, so I don't want to credit her with the writing of everything or give her all the criticism. But that being said, I sort of trust her to have at least a good guiding hand and hope that they can really make something of season two. Anyway, I've gone on long enough. It's been a good 26 minutes of recording. I know I said I wasn't going to get too long, but I did it anyway. It's because I have so many thoughts and I'm sorry, but not sorry. If you guys want the in-depth thoughts, this is where you come. I hope you guys enjoy the long form content. And if you're enjoying things like reviews and the longer form content that I've been putting out lately, be sure to leave me a comment and let me know because that way I can keep making more for you. Otherwise, like the video, subscribe to the channel, and check back for more content like multiple days a week at this point. I've got like five videos coming out this week, so subscribe, and I hope you love it. I'll see you guys in the next video.